Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I thought it'd be a good time to revisit the whole, you know, uh, social contract and the pandemic issue. <clears throat> and one of the things that I've noticed, of course, you, you can, if you follow the news at all, you're starting to see tension, right? How should we respond to the current situation of the governors, different mayors, the president, the senates, right? Getting all this different sort of the, the uh, general consensus that was there is starting to fray a bit at the edges, which is, of course, not surprising in the least, given that we have a country of 300 million plus people, 50 different states, 50 different leaders, lots of regional variation, lots of different expectations of what your leaders are going to be doing for you. Um, but the other thing I really noticed about this is the, the degree of uh, difficulty that decision makers are facing because they're operating in a very low information environment. I think one thing that's overlooked is because we see these numbers all the time and we see, uh, you know, uh, this many people have the disease and many people have died. Um, these are really, and this is not a criticism, by the way, of the people putting them out, but they're very low quality data. Um, and and the, the, the researchers will be the first one to tell you this. They're, we just do not have the basic information that we would love to have to know how best to respond to the situation we find ourselves in. So, for instance, the one number I think <clears throat> maybe if anybody could know, the researchers love to know is how many people have actually been exposed. That piece of information would be hugely valuable for any number of reasons, not least of which it would let you have a better sense of lethality. It wouldn't absolutely tell you that, but it would give you a better sense of that. Um, it would also give you uh, a much greater sense of the communicability. So we still don't really know how communicable it is, how easily spread. It must be, you know, fairly easily spread, but how easily spread, you know, it's not clear because we just don't have good research on that yet. And so, you know, if one person sees four people, how many of them are likely to get it? See, we don't know that. Are some people, is there a significant percentage of the population that will never get it? Um, because you have this huge variation in response that we've been hearing about. When you have a disease that some people get and have no response to it, it just it seems to affect them not at all. And some people die, and then some people get really, really sick. Um, see, that's weird, right? It's not, you know, it's not totally uncommon, but you know, what is what is happening there that certain people seem to be so much more um, responsive to and and and, th and threatened by, and then people you know you'll hear stories. Well, you know a lot of these people have underlying health conditions. Yeah, under people with underlying health conditions are subject to everything, but some of these people don't. Some perfectly people, healthy people, have gotten and have really, really gotten sick from this. So you know why this huge? What is the what other cofactors are 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 at work here? And so when you don't know how many people have been exposed, you don't know how transmissible a disease is, and you don't know why we're getting this variability of response uh, to the same, seemingly the same uh, exposures, then, <clears throat> wow, not, it's hard to make decisions, right? And so you, if you're a politician, if you're a leader, if you're trying to even think about this as an average citizen, it's like, well, the impulse is to say, oh, I'll read this information or lack of information the way I want to. And so it's easy to look at the data and say, oh, um, millions of more people have the disease. Therefore, it's very much less threatening than we think. And everything's going to be fine. Let's go back to work. <clears throat> now, this could, in fact, be true because we don't know. But the flip side of that is we don't know. So it could also be false. Right. It's, you know, so this is <laughs> right. That there's a problem. The flip side of that is it could be that actually 
testing is getting a higher percentage of the people than we think. And so the mortality rate really is up there like 5% or something or 4%. And if, you know, if that's the case, then wow, you know, this is really a dangerous, threatening sort of environment to be in. And we're going to need to stay locked down until we get a virus. And there are people who are saying that this is equally wrong until we get a, a vaccine, not a virus. We have the virus. What we need is the vaccine. Until we get an effective vaccine, we just have to stay locked down because this thing has a 5, 10 you know, percent mortality rate. And obviously that can't happen. And so 18 months, we're going to be locked down and then you know, forget about everything. right? And, but the problem with that is we just don't know. Uh, so many pieces of the puzzle are missing for us. And so you have decision makers in this vacuum trying to say, well, we don't want the worst case scenario, um, but we know we're doing harm with shutting the country down. We know that's, you know, damaging the economy uh, and, you know, isolating people is not good for their health. All these things, it's easy to just roll that out against an unknown. We, we know the pain. We don't know what the total threat is. And so, oh, how you modulate and, and adjust to that is really a, a, a struggle. It's really a challenge. And so these sorts of um, sort of intellectual and informational tensions are, of course, starting to undermine people's response. Some people really digging in on both sides. Some people saying, you know, oh, you know, just open the economy now. Let's get this over with. And other people are saying, no, 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 we've got to lock down forever. And it's hard to know because the real correct answer at this point is to go, hmm, we need more information. Hard to make a good, clear, strong decision until we get more information. And so you're seeing this hesitancy even um, of, of some governors and some leaders who are saying, hey, let's open it up. On one hand, they're also saying on the other hand, but let's do it in a safe way, which it's like, well, we if we knew what a safe way was, right, we wouldn't have this problem. And so you know, they're, tr they're trying to do both sides. And the other governors are saying, well, we're going to stay closed now, but we will be reopening when we know how to do it in a safe way. So it's sort of the, it's the exact message sort of written two different ways, right? Sort of depending on how you want to read it. It's a curious, curious situation. So... Um, so, so keep this in mind as we as we face the ongoing challenges of being, you know, quarantined and social distancing and seeing the economic pain and frustration that we're all feeling. That it's rolling out in this environment where we just do not have good information, um, and until we get good information, it's hard to feel comfortable and grounded. Uh, in what's going on. And that is reasonable. By the way, it's perfectly reasonable to feel that tension, but it's unreasonable to draw conclusions from that other than we don't know. And that is just one of the biggest thinking challenges. It's the beginning of knowledge. The beginning of knowledge is saying, I don't know. Um, but to sustain that, to just say, oh, look, I still don't know. Gosh, I still don't know. Really? Still don't know. Uh, particularly when we're under stress and feel under threat, then wow, it's it's a big, big thinking challenge, and you can you're starting to see the stress from this. You're really starting to feel the social stress. So it's an interesting experiment we're running. I uh, hope everybody is well, but try to keep that you know try to keep the mind open and not you know get closed in and not let that stress and the and the fear drive the thinking, uh, because we're still floating in this just big bubble of the we don't know. Hopefully, we'll know something soon. But until then, wow, we just have to sustain that uncomfortable position uh, that we don't like, which is not knowing.